Welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Ozempa. And I am Brady Steffel. Hey, Brady, how is it going and how are you? How have you been? I'm going to stumble uh, over that. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. It's fine. <laughs> it's the pandemic. What do you want? <laughs> uh, it's fine. Um, yeah, big news is we went to the flower bin. Nice. Yeah. Oh. So yesterday afternoon, it was quiet. We went in there. Um, pretty good. I mean, like everywhere else, they're, they're pretty good. So everybody wearing masks and partitions and stuff. I had to re- repot some orchids. Um, oh, I've, cool. had, I've had great success. I, I thought they were fussy things and they're not too bad. So yeah. So people tell me, I don't, I'm not an orchid grower, but people tell me if you give them light and yeah, they're pretty, pretty, pretty all good. So it's uh, not water really them, that. Water them once a week or so. Yeah. Uh, I keep them in a little pebble tray to keep the relative, you know, the community yeah. local uh, up. And uh, occasionally, very occasionally, I fertilize them. They sit on the south window. They're fine. Uh, and they bloom and then they just hold blooms for, you know, more than a month, which is, that's the cool part. That's pretty darn so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and got some pots down there uh, to transfer some stuff around. And now it's like, ooh, maybe I should buy another one. I got this little pot to fill. So, <laughs> so it is. Um, so it is. That's right. That's good. Um, I always love going there. It's a nice, it's a nice, uh, uh mental therapy anyway to go inside the nursery and it really is when it's warm yeah yeah and um we were down there and um they were selling pitcher plants mm. which, uh, you know if you know but uh, oh yeah 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 they i mean they look like little jugs off they hang down off the side it's sort of a trailing thing and on the bottom of these sort of uh red small pitcher looking things and if i remember correctly they're actually carnivorous and if you yep. read the label they say hey put yeah. some put some like ground hamburger yeah. or like some some dead flies or something in here every once in a while that's how you feed them so that was kind of fun um something different but you know i wasn't going to get one they're like 50 bucks a piece and i'm I'll kill that too quick to, to yeah do. you have to have a really humid place i, I remember yeah. i got a venus fly trap like twice i tried it and i was like no Oh, yep. And that's, that well. yeah. you know, and some people can do it. Some people want to try it. That's fine. But it was like 50 bucks. And I was like, well, and then you're in that, that beautiful like solarium that they've got, you know, that greenhouse. Yes. Yeah. And it's that's super temperature regulated and it's super humidity regulated. And so I tried growing fuchsias a few years back and that was uh, great for a while, but they, <laughs> they're fun. They bloom really well. They're easy to propagate. So that's all cool. But then they're so fussy when it comes to temperature and uh, humidity. And if they don't have the right temperature and humidity, they won't bloom. And so it's like, okay, so I just, you're still growing a, like a lemon or lime tree or something like that. Citrus yep. tree. Yeah. Yep. We got a lime tree that's pretty and cool. things going gangbusters. Got a big fat lime on there. Um, nice. Yeah. Oh, good. I never had success with uh, citrus. I tried to do that inside and it just wouldn't do very well. But, we, 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 we wheel it out every spring. So it yeah. sits out in the, the direct yeah. heat and does pretty well. And then we roll yeah. it back in and life's good. So yeah. yeah. So there you go. We got any so uh, that's the plan update. Plan update from Longmont. Let's go. Yeah. Tell everybody. What else do you have going on? But watch the grass grow during the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. You know, like what the I, heck? I do have to say, I get really geeked out about this time of year, and I think I probably mentioned this last time, but just the idea that the days are getting longer, and yeah. so you kind of feel it in the afternoon. Like yeah. when you look out, and it's kind of dusky about five fifteen. I am totally geeked out because by the end of January, thereabouts, early February, it'll be five thirty, and, mm-hmm. and I just love the idea of like you know eventually leaving work and and driving in the light instead of like being pitch black when you're you know like what's in November and December and that sort of thing. So driving in the light. Yeah. <laughs> so I was all like, <laughs> should, should be with where I played video games. 
Yeah. Whenever whenever anybody's around, like so, so something even remotely close, that's what we do is sing. I actually think you had the melody down for that. So instead of blind yeah. by the light. So yeah, good job. Yeah, right on the cuff. Yeah. So uh yeah, and I was I was excited about <clears throat> moving forward too, about um building new flower beds because we have a couple raised beds and I wanted to rebuild one so it was a little nicer, a little taller, and I wanted to build a couple on the side of the house. But I did looking, I did I did looking. I looked at um Lowe's and Home Depot and lumber right now is colossally expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. Colossally crazy. expensive. Yeah. So I think it was what two to three times more expensive than uh, normal. It's like these are flower boxes. It's not like I've been on a timeline. It's not like I sold my house and I'm waiting on new construction. I can wait. So that that's the whole thing. Um, in other news, I got a got a correction. So oh. Um, I was chastised last week. We said, oh, there's something like four or six breweries in town. And there's apparently 11 at least. Yeah, Chad, Chad, Chad. He sent me a link and he said, hey, there's at least 11 in town. And that's not counting Long's Peak Pub or um, the the Post. Because they brew, I think, off-site and not in the city. So is brewery defined by beer? Is that what that, that's defined by? Or is it distillery? He too? said 11 breweries in the city, three distilleries in the city, plus the cidery. I want to know where the 11 breweries are. Okay, so I can name Bootstrap, Shoes and Brews, um, Left Hand, Oscar Blues. So I've got four. Plus Wibby, plus 300 Sons. So I'm up to six. Let's and, see. oh, what's the other one? Garful and, no, what's the one? Um, Garful? No, it's not Garful and Fink. It's, uh <clears throat> Oh, there's one that's down by the Montessori School, Gateway Montessori School. It's right next to it. So I will count that even though I can't remember its name. So I've got 300 seven. Sons, Abbott, yep. Wallace Distilling, uh, Bootstrap, Wait a second, collision. you said distillery. Wait a minute. you got to go for beer. Yeah, well, I, you know, they're not like it's – I'm looking at the list. All right? Okay, I so what do you say? Outworld is another one. So I'm up to eight. Yeah, this is, wow. This is riveting. I, Copper I Sky will, Distillery. It is. Isn't that dry, exciting? Yeah. Dryland, Grossenbart, Left Grossenbart, that's the one I was thinking of. Long's Peak, Oscar Blues, Outworld. You got Primitive Beer, which is Primitive, down in Prospect. Yeah, yep. yeah. Shoes and Brews, St. Green Saturday, The Post, and Wibby. So more than you think. Yeah, but see, The Post, I wouldn't count. I would count that as like LPP, Long's Peak Pub, too. Right. And that's yeah. what he said, that they are they don't actually brew in town, though they do make some of their own. Yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. Wow. So there's that one. Fascinating. I also got an update from a friend who listens, and he said, uh, I nailed the description of D&D. So <laughs> Hello, Andy. Uh, if, if anybody else is listening, and you're wondering if that was the true description of how D&D rolls, uh, he said, you nailed it. I nailed it. And he plays a lot, so I know that he still plays. So that's cool. Good job. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Also, we um, heard from Matt over at Absolute Vinyl. Um, he was just updating us about his hours. He was taking some rest and stuff like that. And it looks like he's done with that because he was kind of concluding being kind of closed over the weekend. I think it was, he was back open again on the 15th. And so just want to give a shout out to Matt over at absolute vinyl and hope he gets some rest and restocking and yep. uh, he's ready and rearing to go. So if he wants to shout us out and get a hold of us and let us know what his hours are, we're happy to announce yep. those on the air. Um, so I may have side dish longmont at gmail.com. Go I ahead. I'd have some signal vinyl signal. Signal. Yeah, to sell him because uh Chad's sitting on a stack of my records I had duplicates of. So it's some uh 
Billy Joel and some Kansas and stuff. I got to get rid of, but Kansas. Uh, wow. Wow. Do you have Boston too? Wow. I do you're, have Boston. you're a hipster. Yeah. You're a hipster. Well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is like you go to garage sales these days, like I've lamented on the, the, the podcast of the past, it, it's hard to find vinyl. Um, and it's hard to find it cheap. So if you find it cheap, if you think it's got any value to it at all, you buy it yeah, and then you sell true. it or you trade it. But so I buy stuff and if I got duplicates, then I'll, I'll take it off and trade it off or trade it to with any yeah. luck, somebody else who's, who wants to get rid of their yeah. vinyl. So we can just do a swap, which I, I was going to say that usually when I find like at a flea market <clears throat> or an antique store or a garage sale, it's usually the Raycon of singers, a Jim neighbors album that's been beat up. And then like, uh, the Mitch Miller soundtrack or something or Guy Lombardo. Jimmy Reeves. Jimmy Reeves, yes. Again, always, Jimmy Reeves. Another always one. Yeah, there's Jim always Reeves. a Jimmy Reeves. Yeah. Always. Yeah, always yeah. Jimmy Reeves. And um, there's a lot of Barry Manilow floats around. <laughs> Jimmy, and I say, I, I slip a little swear in there every time. Jimmy Reeves every, every yes. time. Yes. Because it's like Jimmy more Jimmy Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> so you can always, you want some music. There's always some Jimmy Reeves around. My dad convinced me to buy one for like a dollar and I never spun the thing. So, no. No. So I got some uh, some development news. You want to jump into that? You want to go? Yeah, we else? got we got a few things we wanted to talk about. We're planning to have a guest, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we're gonna have uh, Bill Teasdale, who does commercial real estate, and he uh, owns Nimbus Coffee coming up soon enough. But for the moment, uh, we found out that there are a few things going on in the development development map around town, and it kind of felt to me like things had slowed down, you know. And I looked back in and checked back in on that, and it was like, wow, there's actually a lot going on. So um, at 110 Emory, uh, there's a site planned for a minor plat and easement vacation. <laughs> vacation? Vacation? Are you having a vacation over there at Emory? Yeah, yeah right. So Emory. there's a – yeah, so I'm trying to remember where that is. You know, you know, I will find it while you, while you keep right. talking. So site plan submittal for the redevelopment of the existing building and property at 110 Emory. The proposal is to make an adaptive uh, reuse of the warehouse building and develop the initial phase of a site into usable commercial building. Uh, added landscaping, architecture, uh, it's going to include residential development in the future. It's part of a four parcel, four acre parcel located at that. Um, and so they're going to vacate easement along the railroad and stuff. So there's there's stuff going on there, <clears throat> which I thought was pretty interesting. Um yeah, I think so because there are there is a bunch of it's really kind of industrial over there, or at least old mm -hmm. warehousey, and so that'll be kind of cool. So mm -hmm. yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. So you'll tell us where that's at eventually. Yeah, I will. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. So I'll keep on. going. So yeah. um, one twenty one. I think it's south so. Actually, wait a second though. I got to interrupt because John right now is yelling at us, saying, telling us where it is. So, but go ahead, finish. Okay. No. Okay. One twenty one South Main Street. Um, is there's a proposal. These are proposed right now. So these are not the ones yeah, that of are active. Um, South Main Street is, they're looking at a mixed use site plan. And so this would be right next to the cheese importers, like that parking lot to the north of it. Yeah. Uh, and so they're looking at a mixed use development for the 1.58 acres um, to include 183 units and 11,000 square feet of commercial space and parking. Wow. With 310 spaces of, of parking. This one is one of the ones that really caught me the most um and this again we were talking about this one that was going to be close to 300 suns um mm -hmm. because you know the yeah. main south main station opened 300 suns was right there and now apparently they've been talking about doing stuff in this lot for a while um this is what's proposed right now and so this could change this could come up this 
it's good not but um 183 units that's that's I, huge yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. stunned uh, between what is it the spoke the spoke going? yeah yeah south main station yeah um main 16 which is still tbd if that's ever going to happen yeah um and this one but in particular there's so much happening right in that um just south of main street or just south of third street uh south yeah main. exactly so i mean where the south street station apartments are kind of i think everybody was probably anticipating just east of that there would be just tons of development afterward you know, like the 300 suns Wibby yep. corridor between those yep. two so yep yeah. And so that's what we had been talking about is back there that they had slated another three or 500 units, uh, apartment yeah. units. And that got canned for whatever reason. Maybe they'll try again. I don't know. So uh, real quickly, I just want to point out. So, you know, Emory is second Avenue and like, it's literally just South and East of Wibby brewing. So it's, there's that empty okay. vacant lot that is between first and second on Emory. And it's kind of a, not well-traveled area, but this certainly could be if there's some cool development down there. So that's pretty... Well, for the way that the Main Street corridor has been going, I wouldn't be surprised if 3rd Street, as you go out east, yeah. sees a bit more development because it's, you know, it's not the nicest area of town right now. Um, there's some nice businesses down there and things have been coming. Like the R Center's there. Uh, Georgia Boys is there. So there's definitely cool stuff happening over there. But, um, you know, it's not not exactly... Um, you know, as charming as the main street corridor. Um, but with all of this different development going on, I could see that sort of changing around a little bit too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got, we got that. And then, um, let's see, we could bill in just one second, but we've got, uh, at 1500 Kansas, we've got Steve's good CBD slash hemp distribution is looking for use of the approval for a, uh, CBD hemp distribution center, uh, at that spot. So fifteen hundred Kansas. So that's going to be between like Sherman, South Sherman, and Sunset, Kansas is yeah. around that area. So yeah. So they're opening up, and that's the company that was pinched a little bit for sand stuff that wasn't exactly provable about oh, the, the oh, merits, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. merits of CBD. Um, and that may have just been some guy who wasn't really sure how to write marketing and did kind of a you know just just ran away with it when he was doing the website. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But there you go. Uh, there's more here, but if we want to get cool. Yeah. Let's get to our guests real quickly. Um, uh, Bill, uh, thanks so much. Is it Bill Teasdale? Is that how you pronounce your last name? That's correct. Yeah. Welcome Bill. Thanks so well, much. Thanks for, for having us. me. Appreciate it. Yeah. And so Bill, you, you listened to us and he reached out to Brady and said, Hey, I've got some maybe, uh, adjoining interests. And so we're really happy to have you on the show. And one of our interests is coffee. And then we're always, as you just were hearing us talk about like commercial real estate. So we're always looking for like uh, the scoop on commercial real estate and that sort of thing. So understand you were a business appraiser as well as you own Nimbus Coffee. Um, yeah, I, I'm a commercial real estate appraiser. I've been yep. doing that for about 15 years. Started uh, Nimbus Coffee Roasters about four years ago. Yep. Um, like you guys, I'm always trying to stay kind of on the leading edge of what's going on in this town. and. Um, was uh, pleased to find some other people who uh, really like to do that as well. So hopefully well, time I can come with some scoop that you guys don't already know about. But <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I, Wait a second. Real, real second. Time out though, Bill. You really said that we're trying to be on the leading edge. We're really not. We're just about <laughs> two goofballs who really like to talk about Longmont. But anyway, we appreciate that. That's really nice. We'll put that in our promo next time. So yeah, Exactly. <laughs> so I'd what, be really interested to just like – Sorry, just jumping in. Go ahead. Like, no, go for it, Brady. No, like, because if you're doing a real estate appraisal, um, the commercial side of it, I'm, I'm genuinely interested to hear 
like what the state of Longmont is and how it's changed and like how that's changed even during the pandemic. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, all things Longmont are pretty positive uh, right now. And um, the pandemic, uh, you know, has had some effect, but I don't think it's had a huge effect, at least to this point. Haven't really seen um, any distressed assets um, come across, you know, my desk. Um, sometimes, you know, back in like back in 08 when mm-hmm. we had those uh, a lot of banks want to want to find out what their assets are worth, and especially the ones that they think are in trouble. Haven't been seeing that, um, but you know it, it kind of depends on you know what part of the market you're in. If you're a retail and you're a restaurant, you're probably a little worried. Um, but uh, activity's been pretty good, and from what I'm hearing, um, landlords and tenants have been working pretty well together. So, you know. We time may tell. <laughs> we may see some stuff, but yeah. so far it hasn't been bad uh, at all from my perspective. So, so, Bill, you feel like it's still a robust commercial market, and you know, and and my greatest fear, I have to tell you, is is that like uh, just kind of going through the pandemic and realizing that maybe people could work remotely and not have, need as much commercial space. But you're seeing kind of the the contrary to that, <laughs> or experiencing that for now, or um, you know it. I would, if I was to be someone who might be a little worried, I'd be worried if I had a lot of office space. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, some some people are still on the hook for for that, and they're still working remotely. But um, as those leases turn over, you know, they may be harder to lease back up as some consolidation goes on, and some more people right. could just continue to work from home. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't been in the office since March, and I don't wow. need to be in the office. And yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, my boss keeps paying, uh, rent. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so do you think that you will, so after things clear up, do you think you'll go back to officing or do you think it'll be more of a remote or I maybe think, a hybrid I mean, I'm model? I'm going to stay remote. My, my office yeah. is in Boulder. And, um, what I've discovered is a, a waste a lot of time in transit and going out to lunch and doing other things. And, um, I'm actually a lot more efficient at home. So, yeah. um, there's times when, you know, all my dogs are barking and uh, the kids are, you know, <laughs> asking for a ride somewhere or whatever. But um, for the most part, uh, I really enjoy working from home. Nice. And so where did you, I suspect you're not native to Longmont. So where'd you grow up? Where'd you come from? Yeah, I actually grew up in Boulder. Oh, okay. Um, so one of the few left uh, around that, that that grew up in Boulder um, and came to Longmont uh you know, in 95, uh, for the same reasons, a lot of people still come to Longmont today because it's more affordable. Yeah, right. that's um, right. I forgot you're a Fairview grad. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. In those <laughs> early years, we did a lot of trips back to Boulder to go, you know, out to eat and those kinds of things. But uh, slowly over time, we, you know, Longmont has, um, you know, come up with some some good good places to go. So we don't hardly ever go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is true. In fact, my wife was chastising me. We actually talked about Longmont, why it's really cool to live in Longmont. And we remember when the Target opened and like our entire life changed because (laughs) we'd have to drive to Longmont, I mean, to Boulder to go to Target if we wanted to go to Target. And then when the Target opened, I know Brady will probably chuckle at this, but that was a, that was like a, 
the gates of heaven open. You, you awesome. forget that like I'm from a little town in the middle of nowhere and we had a target open at one point too. And that was like, whoa, there's a target here now. Like, <laughs> wow. I, I don't know hundred percent feel that. Uh, Cause yeah, it was a half an hour that I got over and it's like, all right, we're going to go over here and then find, you know, go to the mall and then park. Yeah. No, it's, it is, it is a big deal. Uh, we've had a lot of that speaking of, so you said you might have some scoops for us there, Bill. Do you have, you got a scoop? You got some? Um, yeah. And, and I don't know if you talked about any of these, uh, before I came on, but um, uh, I know that you guys wanted to hear about uh, what was going on at 18th South Sunset. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the northeast corner of uh, Sunset in Boston. I, they're in their kind of final phases of the annexation. And I think that um, that should be getting wrapped up fairly soon. Um, what I've seen is a conceptual site plan. And so um, it's just what it is. It's a concept plan. And they would still need to go through the formal process with the city and, and you know, do all those things. So we'll, time will tell if this is what ends up there. But um, they uh, were proposing about 47,000 square feet of kind of uh, industrial warehouse office kind of stuff hmm. in about eight different buildings. And then they also had like a 6,000 square foot restaurant in there. Um, wow. Wow. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many people are building restaurants right now, but um, yeah, yeah. again, they, they still got to get through the process. Um, and I would, I would highly doubt that anything's going to happen there soon. Um, the city of Longmont still needs to continue to do their work along the river channel there. And I just think a lot of de- development or redevelopment is going to be waiting for all that stuff to get out of the floodplain. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, that spot is just really, I mean, cause across the street from that is basically the, the materials place right right yeah so that that's actually a really nice place to go um but it's kind of right now a parking lot for like bulldozers and dump trucks and stuff and it just it doesn't look like much and being in the middle of town like that um i'm surprised and not surprised that they'd consider putting a restaurant there because i'm thinking about it going well what's here so close to close ish is um the the bar. What's the bar on Third Street? Oh, left hand, left hand, left hand brewery. So yeah, left hand is there, and then up on Third Street, you've got um, the, the pub, West West End West Tavern or whatever. Yeah, West, West Side yeah. Tavern. Yeah, and like there's not much that's super close otherwise, and there's a fair amount of people that live here. So I guess I could see going down there, and it's has well, become. And plus, if they integrate like the river to it, I mean that yeah. to me would be kind of cool. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The east side of that parcel is adjacent to the river. And that's kind of on the concept map where I where the uh, restaurant was kind of placed. So I that makes sense. That. I um, would like that. Like that'd be a fun place to go and sit and eat. Like I would if they had like a river view, that'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. These are the same guys that um, own the it's about twenty acre parcel that's on the other side of sunset adjacent to the river. Um, okay. So um, in that, you know, is another parcel that needs to go through the annexation process. And I think they're, what they're targeting there is for more like multifamily type of uh, residential okay. uh, over there. Um, these guys have done a lot of uh, residential projects, uh, you know, in Boulder County. So they're pretty, they're pretty sophisticated developers and they know what they're doing. So they're, uh, again, I think probably waiting uh, for the river work to get done and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then they'll start moving probably forward would be my guess. Yeah. Cause there's like another what year on the river. Um, I, w- I would bet it'd be more, I mean, that section of the river is now what they're working on. Okay. Um, so it's probably at least another year there and they still have to go up 
you know, farther up the channel. So, yeah, there's quite a bit of debris. I remember like if I'm from the, if I'm thinking correctly about where that is in the river, it's, there's just a lot of debris because, you know, back then it's where all the industrial areas were and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Interesting. Right, they replaced the bridge, the bridge over, um, sunset there, but they, uh, the, this yeah. part of the phase, they're going to replace the bridge over, um, Boston. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah and that'll be much, there. probably much higher. So it'll be obviously, uh, flood, uh, uh, proof, well, not really proof, but it certainly will be better. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, um, we got a few minutes left here. We should give you a time and, and learn more about your coffee. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Nim- Nimbus coffee roasters. Um, uh, we roast here locally. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't have our, any of our own retail locations. We just have a production facility. Um, that we sell our beans in, um, uh, sim- simply bulk. Uh, we'll sell them direct through the website. Um, Java Stop uh, carries uh, one of our beans. Um, uh, and then we, we also uh, have kind of recently partnered with uh, Soul Coffee Truck. Nice. The solar powered yeah. coffee truck. And we're kind of setting up at different apartments right now. So trying to uh, give an outlet for people who are working from home and uh, a place to get coffee that way as well. Drive around and, and put on the, uh, the the ice cream truck jingle and tell everybody exactly. to get out of the house. Exactly. <laughs> so how did Bill? How did you get into coffee roasting? Well, like a lot of these things, you know, you start just playing around with stuff. Start roasting on a air, you know, a popcorn popper, and then converted a bread machine, and uh, you know, and then you end up wait. Maybe I should start a company. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because you hit one of my passions about 12, probably longer than that, about 12 or 13 years ago, I started roasting and a hot air popper and then I got a bigger roaster. And so I've, I've been roasting ever since and I just absolutely love it. And I, you know, obviously am not uh, ambitious like you are to uh, do a roasting company because that, you know, that would turn my uh, hobby into a business, which would therefore maybe make it a little bit more uh, difficult for me to go, Hmm, it's not really a hobby. Now all of a sudden I, you know, I've got this stress and whatever else uh, tied to it, but it sounds like you've, you've done a really good job as far as like doing this wholesale business. You're not, uh, you know, offering a bunch of chains of coffee houses and you're just really kind of the wholesaler to other places. So that's pretty cool. It's a great way to do it. Yeah. I mean, we pre pandemic, we uh, had probably 70% of our business was wholesale clients. Um, and when the pandemic hit, um, that part of the business basically went off a cliff. Um, and so we, we did kind of have to, uh, pivot a little bit and, uh, found that there was a lot of people that wanted coffee delivered, you know, individuals wanted coffee delivered to their houses. So, um, you know, the net of the year is we've kind of broken even, uh, with it all, uh, but we had to significantly shift our business. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's Nimbus. Do you have a, we, we are uh, all about shameless plugs. So if you have a (laughs) a website or something you want to plug. Yeah. Nimbusroasters.com. Okay. Awesome. And can we'll have to have you guys out to the roastery sometime and that would be uh, awesome. I'd love to see it. We got a real roaster. So, (laughs) (laughs) so are you the roaster or do you, do you hire somebody else or a few other people to do that for you? My my brother and Rod, brother-in-law does all the roasting. So it's Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, real quickly, like if I can ask you real quickly, um, you know, what, what do you see as far as like Longmont? One of the things that I have to say, um, regarding restaurants and again, 
this is a difficult question to ask for in a pandemic situation. But one of the things that Brady and I have talked about as far as like just different levels of restaurants, and you had actually talked about going to Boulder if you're going to go to a restaurant or something like that. And I feel like Longmont, we do really well with like pub food. Right. Uh, and kind of that middle, middle, middling kind of family restaurants, that sort of thing. But we don't do very well with like upper end. And I'm just curious to know if you have any take on that or if you think that we're maybe we're just being crazy and picky uni, but usually it seems like if you want a higher end or like that anniversary type dinner, there's very few options here in town. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've observed that same thing over the years and I've always wondered, you know, why, you know, the new chicken place has line, lines around the block, but, you know, a nice <laughs> restaurant, you know, will go out of business, you know, relatively quickly. Um, I mean, I think, the bottom line is that that's going to start changing um, more quickly around here. Um, uh, and, you know, one example is that, uh, you know, I've been chatting with some folks who are uh, in the process of uh, getting funding for uh, a new place in here, Longmont, Longmont Bakehouse. Um, and, you know, they're, uh, uh, they both work at uh, uh a restaurant in Boulder, a high-end restaurant in Boulder. He's the sous chef. She's the pastry chef, and so they're they're bringing that to Longmont, and um, you know, hopefully, they can get their funding. And uh, they're hoping to actually be uh, in that 110 Emory Street building, uh, oh, the nice. warehouse building that's back nice. there that's yeah. going to get redone as part of that bigger yeah. project. Um, oh. So we'll see if that happens. Um, uh, I, I notice also another like uh, these guys called Tiger and Wife. Um, guys, I don't know if you've heard of them and they, they, they're working out of remote kitchens right now. They call them ghost kitchens, but they rent kitchen space and they do, you know, fancy food delivery, uh, a couple times a month to whoever signs up, you know, for the stuff. And so I think more and more of those type of people are coming in to Longmont who want to provide something different. And I also think the type of people who want that food are coming to Longmont. When we meet people on the truck at these apartments not you know they're all from somewhere else they're all young they're all hip you know they're all and i just think um you know and and when i you know people i find you know people find my coffee you know it's like oh i just moved here from somewhere else um you know 90 percent of the people who are finding me are from somewhere who just moved here from somewhere else so yeah not the old timers going i gotta look at the perkins to get my 60 cent cup or whatever. And you know, my bottomless refill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of funny. Cause I, I, I will say that back in the day I went to see you. And so you saw it change in Boulder too. I mean, Boulder a long time ago, that's probably predates you too, Bill, but you know, they had an, an Azar's big boy and a King's food host and some other really funny things. And it was much more uh, just a regular town, if you will, with some really interesting eats. And then all of a sudden, then it got more high end. Like I remember, to me, the turning point was really 14th Street Grill on uh, mm-hmm. Pearl Street. That all of a sudden kind of just did this different thing, and then it just seemed like it just went crazy. So yeah. um, I expect we'll probably see the same thing here pretty soon. I agree. Yeah. Good. Agree. Um, well, well, we I'll save my other like uh, secret stuff for later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, you're going to be like our secret person, like. We'll have you like a special segment or something like that. It'd be awesome. So behind behind the scenes with Bill, right? That's right. (laughs) And Bill, um, did you say it was Tiger House Kitchen? Is that what you called it? It's Tiger and Wife. Tiger and Wife. Um, If you just Google that, you can find their website. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cool. 
But I think it's, a, I think it's actually a pretty smart concept, especially given we're in a pandemic, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can collect our orders, we'll go rent our space and we'll deliver it. And I can, they can create a brand yeah. that, you know, if it becomes successful, then they can take the next up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Get a following and then think about something else. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Bill, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it and taking some time out to be with us. And, uh, you know, again, uh, thanks so much for all you do. And thanks for giving us some information. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Really appreciate yeah, it. Out if you guys have any questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. We sure will right, shout out care. again. Thanks, Bill. Thank uh, you. Bye. Well, that was awesome. Uh, so again, you know, it's we want our listeners to reach out to us too. I mean, like Bill reached out to Brady, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we got him on the air and uh, can give us a little tidbits about some of the things going on in Longmont. So, you know, if you have information you want to get on the on the show, just reach out to us at sidedishlongmont at gmail dot com. Um, go ahead. I will say a couple things. I looked up Tiger Tiger and wife. He said, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, I get a I get a picture of Ellen Nord. Digrin, who is Tiger Tiger Woods's wife, <laughs> <laughs> uh, former wife. It's the first thing that comes up. I got to dig a little bit more to find that, but uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, and it harkens back a little bit to my. Remember what I said? You know, I think Longmont's getting to be a better looking place. Yeah, I think that you know all these people, these like young, fit. Uh, good-looking folks have moved in and they're jogging through the old neighborhood. Well, I really do think that what Bill said is true. I mean, you're getting a lot of influence and a lot of people who have been here for a long time are just like, well, wait a minute, all those newcomers, blah, blah, but it just adds, it'll add some juice to the new developments, the robustness of the organi- of the place. And, you know, that's what that's what's really exciting about Longmont is, is that it will change. You know, Boulder's forever changed. Yep. And, you know, and and Longmont's going to change too. I mean, I look at Loveland. I drove up to, I was driving up north yesterday and I just went through Loveland. And I just, I'm just amazed at their downtown and how it's yeah. just popping. I mean, it's and miserable just, to drive through because of all the lights, but it is like, yeah. A, like, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's just like, stop, stop. stop. <laughs> well, uh, Bill did send me an update with the uh, what's going on. It is tigerandwife.com and uh, their, their photos look nice. This looks, this looks tasty. Um, I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this, this looks cool. And I thought this would be a neat, neat way to, to go for a long time, that high end market. You just say like, Hey man, here's some stuff. But yeah. too, like, I think when we're talking about this restaurant scene in Longmont, I think partially we're stalled out where we're stalled out is because we have so many young families moving in and people who want to start families, people moving here for more space. And you say like, okay, well, mom and dad want to go out for a nice meal, but if we're going to go out more than just off of our anniversary, then probably we're going to schlep the kids along. You got one, two, three, four, five kids that build balloons in a hurry. You're not going to take them out to somewhere. My neighbor's got, <laughs> my neighbor has five kids, five kids. Wow. My neighbor has five yeah, kids. Yeah. And um, <laughs> five That's kids. exception rather than the rule. These no, days. it really Wait, is. And I like, I like, yeah. So I like them a lot. So don't, don't take this the wrong way, but they're, they're great people. Um, but yeah, they have five kids and they live in a house as big as mine. Yeah. Um, and I think they've got like two dogs and a cat and like an iguana or something. And so that's yeah. like 2000 square feet, maybe, maybe three, maybe four bedrooms. So it, you know, there are people still having large families in town. So, um, yeah, it's a thing, but, uh, yeah, so I'm saying the cost just goes up and you're not going to like, oh, well, we're going to take you out. We're going to have like, um, seared sea bass, you know, for the, like the five-year-old or something. That's oh, you know, of course. Yeah. You're going to stuff yeah. you full of chicken. No. And the thing is, is that, you know, we have a lot of, uh, 
people with disposable income, couples, mm-hmm. even those kids with, even those people with kids can, you know, have somebody take care of the kids and then go out to a nice, you know, place to eat. And so, yeah. you know, that's just, that's just awesome. So I, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it'll be really neat to see when it kind of changes. And again, nothing against some of the places we have in town. I mean, a lot of great places. We and I both frequent them, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just that sense that everything is kind of the same. I mean, I want a little bit more ethnic diversity as far as food goes and some kind of cool different. Yeah. You want, yeah. If you want tacos or you want a good cheeseburger, you, you're probably going to do just fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if you want higher end stuff, is uh, it's a whole other thing. I have one other piece of news. Go for it. We, I don't think yeah. we mentioned this, but down where the, I think it's the big lots that close, right? I got this right. Uh, big lots down by down south you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, there's a. There's a, at the seven, yeah, 700 Ken Pratt. It's a site plan of waiver for change of use from vacant retail, former big lots, to health and fitness, Planet, uh, planet Fitness. Wow. Interesting. So yeah, that, there's a pol- the Pilates place around the corner from that. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah so you can yeah. get your bulk on and then get your stretch on. I guess so. <laughs> your bulk on. <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's get in there and start flexing. Um, you know, like Planet <laughs> Fitness is a big chain. I'd, I'd prefer to see, I'd always prefer to see somebody local take take over and do that kind of stuff but they're gonna have uh workout room spa with tanning units massage chairs and beds so well and brady i don't know if i mentioned this too i might have i can't remember if it was on air or off air but the uh place on 525 third avenue is for sale just happened oh, yeah. to notice that in the uh newspaper so across from the dickens restaurant yep it can be yours for the low price of 4.5 million dollars well is that it yeah so you're gonna write gonna... a check right now yeah absolutely. Yo, i'll probably sell my truck first you know, it's a beautiful building. I actually, uh, the organization I looked at, I mean, I work for, I could be actually looked at a space there. It was beautiful. Yep. But yep. again, the parking situation was just uh, pretty yeah. difficult. That's for it's, sure. But yeah, it's not great. So beautiful building. So um, let's see. Uh, I else you want to let the people go here. Yeah, we probably should let go. But I do want to mention that tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day on uh, Monday. And there is a celebration through the city. So if you Google that, uh, it starts at 10 a.m. and you do have to register. So in order to get that Zoom link, so we'd really want people to go on Evan, Eventbrite to go register, and uh, they're going to have some really great uh, ways to share Martin Luther King's legacy and some of his words, and that's just awesome. So just want to give a shout. And I'd out like to that. throw this one last thing in there. If you're curious about the availability of vaccines, Boulder County has put something on the website now where you can sign up, put your information in and say what group you're in. Like if you're a healthcare worker or if you're older or if you're just a regular, you know, 15 to 60 year old or whatever, that's up. You can sign up, you can get notifications uh, emailed or texted to you or something at this point. So worth knowing. Nice. Eric Stan is staring open. I so am. So I got my screen. I got oh. my mouth open because I got to share the screen and share <laughs> some music. And, you know, that's how we roll here. We are oh. so engineered and so professional at all times. Uh. I do want to say thanks so much, as always, for Andy Epler for our intro music. Um, and also, you can reach out to us at SideDishLongmont at uh, gmail.com. Find us wherever you find your pod content. Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio. We are so grateful for you listening, and Brady, it's always awesome to talk to you, and thanks to Bill, too, for joining us. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, Bill's still sticking around. Hey, man, cool. Uh, Go give us likes and uh, subscribes. Do that. Go do that.